Coming up on The Exam Room. There were thousands of peer-reviewed published papers of the chemoprotective properties, how cruciferous vegetables, and in particular, broccoli sprouts, could kill cancer cells, how they could detoxify benzene from the lungs, how they could um, help regulate insulin levels in diabetics, how, and similar to your journey, Chuck, how they could facilitate and assist with weight loss because sprouts are very, very high in fiber and low in calorie and low in fat and high in phytonutrients. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast in the U.S. and in more than 150 countries. Hi to everyone listening in Nashville, Tennessee. That's a fun town. Midland, Texas and Puebla, Mexico. Wherever you are, we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 60 of season 6, number 456 overall. And today we are going to be tapping into the power of what my guest calls the planet's most nutritious food. And I call my guest the Sprout Whiz. Doug Evans is with us on the exam room today. He is the best-selling author of the national best-selling book, The Sprout Book. And you know, when it comes to sprouts, various research shows that they have 20 to as much as 30 times the nutrient punch that fully mature vegetables have. And you can multiply that even further when it comes to meat and dairy. We're talking about 100 times the amount of nutrients in that case. But it's not just about what sprouts provide, it's also about what they take away. And what they take away is the big risk of cancer that comes with the standard American diet. They take that risk and they knock it down. They knock it down with potent cancer-fighting properties. And sprouts also score major bonus points for lowering the risk of cardiovascular disease as well and protecting us from environmental pollutants. And let's not forget, as our mutual friend, Dr. Will Bolswitz has said many times here on the show, sprouts are also great for digestion. And the beauty of sprouts is that no matter what your diet looks like, they have a place because they are pretty much a universally compatible food. And oh, by the way, you may think sprouts, Eh, that's a bougie vegetable, and bougie vegetables come with a high price tag. Well, you can take that idea and you can roll it up and you can just toss that right out the window because this powerful ultra superfood can be grown at home for just pennies, and Doug is going to tell you how to do that. And then... Once you get going with the sprouts, we're also going to start talking about food. Doug's going to give you his favorite sprout recipes, and he's also going to talk about his great passion for broccoli sprouts in particular. So a lot to get going. Let's get sprouting. Let's raise our nutrition IQs right now with the sprout whiz himself, the one, the only, Mr. Doug Evans. So good to see you, Doug. Thanks for making the time, my friend. Hey, my pleasure, Chuck. Thank you so much for having me. 
It's uh, I love the work of PCRM and I love uh, your podcast. So it's an honor to be here. Man, the honor is all mine because so often I've got Will Bolsowitz on the show and inevitably every time he's on, he starts talking about you and he starts talking about sprouts and he's like, these are some of the healthiest things that we could possibly put into our bodies. So as the sprout guru, Doug, tell us about sprouts, why they are so healthy. So Chuck, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir and that's a good, that's a good place for me to preach. So sprouts are vegetables. So if we just can establish that, that was probably the biggest revelation that I had was initially for most of my life, I thought of sprouts as a garnish and as a side dish and something that people would have um, with something. And then when I moved to the desert uh, and I realized I'm living in the Mojave Desert at Wonder Valley Hot Springs, I realized I was also in a food desert and I no longer had access to organic markets, health food stores, plant-based restaurants, that I, it was up to me in order to live healthy. And food desert, for those of you who don't know, are places where they don't have access to those aforementioned items. And being in the food desert, I was for the first time experiencing an existential crisis with food. Like how was I going to get my food? Where was the nutrition gonna come from? And while soaking in the hot springs, looking at the stars in the galaxy, I received this download. And I'm not very religious or spiritual, but I received this download, which was the answer to my question, which basically we already know, like everything we already know. So I already knew about sprouting. I'd been sprouting for 25 years, but I never thought that sprouts were the answer. I always thought of them as a side dish. And the download came in three parts. Number one, sprouts were vegetables, AKA food. Like I can now look at sprouts, not as little portions, but larger portions, and they could be a food source. Number two, sprouts were vitamins and minerals. So we have a world that's taking supplements, synthetic, added protein powders, and the like, when in fact, sprouts contained every single micronutrient, phytonutrient, polyphenol, bioflavonoid, antioxidant, prebiotic, all the amino acids to form complete proteins, so all the essential amino acids, and soluble and insoluble fiber. So it was really powerful to think about sprouts in that way. And then the third were that sprouts were medicine, that there were thousands of peer-reviewed published papers of the chemoprotective properties, how cruciferous vegetables, and in particular, broccoli sprouts could kill cancer cells, how they could detoxify benzene from the lungs, how they could um, help regulate insulin levels in diabetics, how, and similar to your journey, Chuck, how they could facilitate and assist with weight loss because sprouts are very, very high in fiber and low in calorie and low in fat and high in phytonutrients. So, that's the like what got me most excited about sprouts. 
I mean, well, there's a lot to get excited about there. Um, you know, it's funny. I think that when we on the show talk often about anti-cancer foods and antioxidants, we think about fruit, you know, blueberries and strawberries and things like that. When you're talking about these, the power of the sprout, how does it compare to something like a blueberry or a strawberry, which I know our friend Dr. Christy Funk loves to talk about? Look, I think berries are very um, healthy foods. And so my diet is mostly sprouts and fruit. So I do very low fat. I'm very aligned with the PCRM, low, no added salt, oil, or sugar. So it would really be a case-by-case -case basis, but sprouts are very high in um, flavonoids and they're high in individual um, antioxidants and carotenoids. And it's depending on which sprout in which quantity um, and actually where they are in the um, evolutionary cycle. So as sprouts get more mature and you let them green, they go through photosynthesis and they start to form more chlorophyll. So I think the benefit from the sprouts in many cases are that they are low um, sugar and they're low um, glucose and fructose and they're high in soluble and insoluble fiber along with the antioxidants. So it'd be a good experiment to do some research and you know, I'm sure you could put a chart in, but I would have to go deep into it because my whole world is sprouts. And if someone gives me a berry, which are very rare um, to find berries here in the desert, we do have a mulberry tree. Um, but if I get berries, organic um, berries, I will eat them for sure. <laughs> I'm curious. There's also been a lot of guests on the show who have been going through uh, cancer treatments, and that is when they shift over themselves to a plant-based diet and the stories that i hear from these individuals doug they're they're mind-blowing man i mean you talk about people who have these chemo groups where they all go in at the same time every week to receive their treatment they're all in the same room together and while this individual who has changed up their diet um goes through the treatment they're noticing that they're not having the symptoms that others in the room are having who have brought pizza or hamburgers or something like that into the room you think that incorporating sprouts for an individual like that that sounds like that would be a pretty healthy idea as well i i mean here here's the thing um i i want to be very careful not to tell people um not to go through their traditional uh, cancer treatment patient because there are um, protocols and there are oncologists that specialize in this. Um, I think there's also, you know, I've read several books. I don't know if you've had Chris Wark on from Chris Beat Cancer um, or Kelly Turner who wrote the book Radical Remissions. But um, in Radical Remissions, you know, uh, they talk about um, people that have radical remission um, from cancer. And some of the people are doing, um, you know, the standard protocols, radiation, chemotherapy, and surgery. And some people don't want to do those other protocols. And they kind of drop back out of the system. Um, and they go into remission. In the case of Chris Wark, he had surgery, but then didn't want to do radiation and chemotherapy. And instead, he went deep into 
raw plant-based diet, juicing, vegetables, fruit, and he's you know had no trace of cancer since. So I think that the natural occurring nutrients and energy of plants, and in particular raw and living plants, actually help build the immune system and can have extraordinarily properties to help someone, whether they are taking a traditional uh, treatment path or they're doing an alternative path. All right. I want to ask you about the microbiome here. That's something that uh, Will Bolsowitz, Dr. Will Bolsowitz, also obviously talks a lot about here on the show. And uh, obviously huge fan of sprouting there. Um, in terms of health for building that quote-unquote good gut bacteria, how much help can a sprout be for someone who's really looking to get their gut health back on track? I mean, great, great question, Chuck. So if you think about it, you have five, um, five pounds of microbiota in the stomach, and you want to have a lot of diversity of fiber, and there's a lot of different sprouts that you can have. Sprouts are a natural prebiotic due to the insoluble fiber that um, are within the sprouts. The interesting thing in particular about gut health is if you think about like alfalfa sprouts are the early stage of alfalfa hay. So alfalfa hay would be totally indigestible cellulose, right? You're not a horse or a cow, but the alfalfa sprout is young and tender and bioavailable. And therefore, as a prebiotic, it's very easily assimilated and absorbed. And that's the same for every type of sprout, young, tender, water-based, and this is a true living food. So rarely are people eating truly raw living foods where you know I'm all for eating market stage vegetables, whether it's cauliflower or broccoli. But imagine when you're eating broccoli sprouts, you are not cut off from the entire plant mechanism. With the sprout, you get the root, the shoot, the endosperm, the embryo, the testa. It is a complete living organism that you get to consume intact. And because it's alive, it's still growing. And there's a whole level of you know, nature and life force that's within there. And as soon as you cook it, as soon as you heat it, as soon as you process it, something changes and it just becomes bland. And I think, you know, the difference between looking at like a raw piece of spinach versus, you know, cooked spinach, how it wilts because the water molecules are being uh, released um, with sprouts versus the tender uh, young vegetables, they're even stronger in that uh, potential. I can I can hear some of the exam roomies. That's what I call the audience. I can hear some of the exam roomies wondering right now, well, how different is the nutrient profile of, say, a broccoli sprout compared to a more mature, full-blown, you know, block, broccoli florette? Does the sprout itself pack more of a nutrient punch or just speaking generally, or, you know, is there just a completely different nutrient profile once it matures? I think that the sprout itself definitely packs more in a concentrated area. 
And if you're talking about the um, specific uh, healing properties and the compounds, the sprouts are isothiocyanates and that there is a finite amount of certain compounds that are within each seed. And as the seed turns into a sprout and a microgreen and then grows into the mature vegetable, those compounds are actually being diluted. Therefore, broccoli sprouts may have 20 to 100 times the concentration of these certain phytonutrients than the mature vegetable. Is the broccoli sprout the king of all sprouts? Is that the the number one most nutrient-dense, healthiest sprout in your opinion? Or what are some others that the roomies might want to explore? Well, it's interesting. Every sprout is, is a powerhouse, in my opinion, right? So if you think about seeds, seeds are complete plant organisms that are living in a dormant state. And as the plant sprouts and it germinates, it's going through a metabolic shift and you're lessening the amount of lectins and phytic acid and trypsins and you're creating new soluble and soluble fiber as it's growing. So if you're able to look at the, the fact that you have this complete living organism that's able to grow from a seed to a mature sprout in as little as seven days or as much as seven days, and this is doing it without sunshine, without fertilizer, without pesticides or insecticides. This is very powerful life force energy that you get to consume. And you can do it with, you know, literally the organic seeds and a jar and they sprout there. Yeah, okay, so you just hit on something that I think is critically important because the picture that you just painted is that literally anyone, anywhere, at any time can basically do their own sprouting. Would I be correct in that? Yeah, I mean, sprouting, you know, in the U.S., where it's this uh, amalgamation of capitalism and processed food and, and animal products, um, sprouting is not that popular. In countries like Japan, China, um, Korea, sprouting India. Sprouting is extremely popular and has existed from the beginning of time. And so the, to, to sprout, you really just need seeds and water and they sequester carbon and oxygen from the environment and then they just grow. And you know, I, I posted this on my Instagram where I've taken two tablespoons of broccoli seeds and made six cups of broccoli sprouts in five days. Whoa, that's a lot of broccoli sprouts. And that's an abundance of food. Um, how much, uh, it sounds like this is not going to be cost prohibitive at all. Like this is something that even someone who has limited means should be able to do pretty quickly, pretty affordably. I mean, this to me, and I did a podcast with presidential candidate Marianne Williamson. And uh, after uh, in 2021, and we talked about sprouts being the answer to food equality, food justice, food scarcity, because they are 
seeds are so inexpensive and the equipment to sprout is so readily available. It was one of the reasons why I wrote the Sprout book, because I couldn't believe that more people didn't know this valuable information. I mean, to be honest with you, it, it doesn't get talked about enough in the mainstream. Um, I will say like, and, and I don't know anything, Doug, much about sprouting, but I do remember growing up, even as an overweight guy, um, and just loving a sandwich that had fresh sprouts and a sliced tomato on top of it. And it, you know, other than a peanut butter and jelly could pretty much have been any sandwich under the sun. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it just had kind of this nutty, earthy taste to it, man, that I just, it sent my taste buds into overdrive and had my tummy doing backflips in the best way. Yeah, I mean, sprouts are really powerful. And if you're trained and you're not addicted to the added salt, oil, sugar, and your dose response isn't going ballistic, you can easily, I can easily with my eyes closed, uh, identify every single sprout, alfalfa, radish, clover, broccoli, chia, lentils, uh, various peas, fenugreek. Um, you could tell the difference almost instantaneously. And when, when I grew up, there was red delicious apples. Maybe if you went to a farm stand upstate New York, you might see a, red, uh, a Macintosh apple. And if you wanted lettuce, it was iceberg lettuce. And now there's dozens of varieties of apples readily available everywhere. And there's dozens of variety of tender little leafy greens, pre-washed and bagged and put in clamshells and made available. And my hallucination is that sprouts are going to become as ubiquitous as bagged salads and um, things like coconut water was something you only got in the tropics. And now coconut water is sold wherever Coca-Cola is sold. And I think that when people become aware of sprouts, everyone is going to be sprouting. Let's talk about this. What If somebody's hearing this right now, they're like, I'm pushing all my chips to the middle of the table. I'm going all in on the sprouts. What should they be buying right away to get going? You mentioned a jar earlier and seeds. Literally, is that it? Well, I would say, you know, it's pretty simple to start with a jar, a lid, um, a stand, a drip tray, and some organic seeds. I wrote the book because there was so many different varieties and so much nuance with different types of seeds that I created my little captain's log. And the book was the lessons and learning from my sprouting journey that I wanted to share with the world, along with interviews with plant-based doctors like Dr. Joel Furman, Dr. Joel Kahn, uh, Dr. Alan Goldhammer, uh, Dr. Michael Greger. And then just to test the waters, I reached out to some non-plant-based doctors, Dr. Josh Axe, who wrote the keto book, and uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, who's, you know, likes plants, but also likes non-plants and uh, a bunch of others. And what all these people had in common is they all loved sprouts. They all love sprouts, uh, but that was not their thing. It just fit into their things. 
<laughs> All right, you rattled off a whole bunch of different kinds of sprouts. I'm wondering, like, off the top of your head, if you can give us a ballpark of how many different varieties of sprouts there are. Well, if you think about it, Chuck, every single plant has a seed, and every seed needs to germinate and sprout. So if you think about it, you could sprout watermelon seeds, pumpkin seeds, squash seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, um, every plant in the garden, all the things you're familiar with, the radish, the clover, the, you know, and, and if you just think about radish, you know, we've got China rose radish, we've got uh, daikon radish, we've got garden stage radish. So every one of these, so I would say there's probably thousands, if not tens of thousands of types of seeds that could be sprouted and turned into food. And how many do you think you've tasted yourself? <laughs> probably under a hundred. Oh, wow. Realistically under a hundred. Okay. Which is probably 99 more than most people. No doubt. No doubt about it. Um, here's a question for you. Uh, you, you've eaten, I mean, sprouts from all over the place, um, those 99 or so that you've had, but how do the sprouts that you grow at home, how does the taste compare to the sprouts that are store-bought? Because obviously there's a huge difference when you're talking about any other kind of produce. I'm assuming it's kind of the same for a sprout. I would say what makes sprouting at home so powerful and so unique is that you can grow a fresh harvest every time and there's no transportation required. So like anything else, if you're getting the sprouts in a grocery store and you're getting them um, when they were just dropped off, they're fresh. But I think in general, I trust uh, store-bought sprouts um, when available, when I'm traveling. Uh, and it's, it's normally short trips when I'm traveling. If I'm going somewhere for any sort of extended period of time, I'll bring seeds and I'll sprout on my own there. But on short trips, I go to the, the store and I've got my sniff test of them. I've got my visual test of them. And then I have my taste test you know, of the sprouts. And in general, I've been very happy with store-bought sprouts. The difference is, when you're buying sprouts in the store, it's going to be about 10 times more money than when you sprout at home. Like literally, if you're sprouting at home, you can make a cup of sprouts for about 10 cents. And if you're buying a cup of sprouts, it might be two or three or four dollars. Oh, at least I've, I've seen sprouts go for like eight or nine, to be honest with you. Um, but man, so you've got the visual test, you've got the sniff test, you've got the taste test. I mean, you're like a sprout sommelier, aren't you? I mean, look, someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> someone's got to do it. And, you know, I love sprouts. And I could tell you, you know, once I discovered sprouts and I was in the food desert there, I started to eat sprouts and I was eating sprouts just exclusively for 30 days uh, out of uh, desperation because I had no other food to eat. So I was just eating the sprouts. Satiated? I mean, you mentioned that there's uh, quite a bit of fiber in there, so I would imagine it, it filled you up. It did the job. Oh, my God. I mean, ba basically, I don't know what your diet is, Chuck. Are you 80-10-10? Are you 50-50? Um, what's your diet like? 
I mean, my diet is exclusively plant-based, uh, not raw to the extent of you, though I do uh, really love to load up on salads. There's lots of uh, beans, greens, some roasted vegetables in there. A um, little bit of this, a little bit of that, definitely more toward the SOS-free side of things. So I, I try to stay pretty healthy, um, but I'm fired up to get some more sprouts in there for sure. Yeah, I think sprouts are the missing missing link. Like I love the work of Caldwell Esselstyn and Colin Campbell um, and uh, McDougall. And my take on this is very similar to theirs, except I replace a lot of the starches with either fruit or with sprouts. Okay. Okay. I like that, man. With either fruit or with sprouts. Now, if somebody were to marry a sprout with fruit, how would they go about doing that? What might you recommend there? Because before this interview got started, we'll peel back the curtain. You are enjoying some nice fresh watermelon. Can you pair the watermelon with a sprout? I would say the garden variety sprouts, you could have like the alfalfa, the clover, the broccoli. You could pair it because they're just young and tender and they go really well with it. I think those sprouts, the garden variety sprouts can be eaten with anything or by themselves. So what are some of your other favorite sprout recipes? If you're bringing people over to the house, you're having a big dinner and you want to showcase these sprouts, what's something that you might be putting on the table? If you look at my Instagram, which kind of wild, um, you know, we've had millions and millions of views of various recipes that are sprout based. The easiest thing is to replace salad greens with sprouts and then use nori seaweed as a wrap and then use something like tahini paste uh, for the dressing bro bro i'm gonna book a plane ticket i'm gonna invite myself over to dinner and let's get it done because that sounds amazing doug that really does yeah i mean the fact that you're getting it all in sprouts and like to me you know i have a friend mike posner who went out to eat the other day in a restaurant and he brought his own sprouts. <laughs> That's awesome. So he just brought his own sprouts and said, Hey, I'm on a special diet. Do you mind if I eat? And you know, he tips as if he bought something there, but he just brought his own food and which is actually even more audacious than me. Cause what I'll do is I'll eat before I go there or I'll eat after. And he just like, you know, didn't care. He said, I'm going to eat with you, but I'm going to bring my own food. And, you know, we have like a philosophy that everything we put in our mouth is in fact a life or death decision. And we want to be eating the highest quality nutrient dense foods on the planet. Man, you know what? It's funny. I share in that philosophy 1000% as well. Um, it is very much a life and death decision. And I think back to what my diet used to be 10,000 calories a day of pure evil, man. And then I am very careful for that reason with what I put into my body because I feel like I got a lifetime's worth of garbage in in a 27-year span and I don't have any more room for any more of that stuff. Like I'm at capacity. And, and the more that I learn about nutrition and the importance of diet, 
the more important it becomes to me to make sure that I stay on that straight and narrow because what started off, Doug, is just a weight loss journey. I mean, now is about keeping Alzheimer's at bay, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, all of those things at bay, all of these diseases that just plague uh, so many of us around the world now. And then getting the opportunity also to speak with experts in the field and doctors who say like, look, a lot of times these chronic illnesses 80% of them are preventable. So when you say that it's a life and death decision, man, I could not possibly agree with you anymore. Yeah, look, I, I think the fact that, you know, there are always excuses about, you know, eating plant-based and that was expensive and inaccessible. And I think what sprouts do is it opens up the world to ubiquitous access of eating plants, no excuses, no compromises. And it's the, the best. It's the best. And I actually, when I eat sprouts, they act for me, they boost my mood and they give me the energy to live my best life. Absolutely, man. A uh, couple more before I let you go. Uh, number one, it took a lot for me to make that change and change my diet. Like I really was at that point staring down the barrel of death at 420 pounds and only being five feet, five inches tall. Like you talk about having chest pains in your early to mid twenties. I mean, that's, that's quite the wake up call. And it still took me a couple more years beyond that to make changes, but that's a pretty extreme case. How would somebody who's just eating that standard American diet and has been getting, you know, a little sicker by the day for decades at that point, how do you get them to really change their mindset and start eating healthier, a healthier diet that includes sprouts and leave all of that fast food, all of that junk food behind them? I mean, that's, that's a big question, Chuck. What I could tell you is sprouts taste good people like freshness, you could taste the freshness. And just, you know, like I'm looking forward to the day where I'm just going to go around, you know, and hand out sprouts to people. And, you know, give them like, you know, I wrote the whole sprout book. Um, but even give out like little sprouting, you know, sh short guides, maybe a little sample seeds just to get people going. And I think at the end of the day, you know, we are combating the 5,000 food engineers working out of these, you know, dark rooms and labs in New Jersey and Wisconsin, trying to engineer um, added salt, oil, fat, preservatives, MSG, um, you know, artificial coloring, just to make the food increasingly more addictive. And I think that if someone understands that they are being played and that the that they just need to be present slow down and choose what they want to eat that's going to serve them more and more people will start you know eating sprouts and being being healthy i think it's really hard if someone's like thinking they're going to go to a super bowl party you know and eat the the wings or the arms you know of 16 different chickens um, with barbecue sauce on and they're like focused on the Super Bowl, focused on, you know, the, the processed food, then it's hard to intervene that. So I think you got to like peel people off one-on-one -on -one conversations, podcasts, and also getting it out to the medical community that this is real. 
that that you really can you know reverse most chronic illnesses through diet and lifestyle you can certainly reverse uh, diabetes type 2 diabetes obesity and I think your podcast and hopefully people who are listening to this aren't in the choir yet but they want to join the choir and they'll be you know, open to making these healthy decisions. Yeah, that that is kind of the cool thing is like, I do think more often than not, I am kind of preaching to the choir, as you said earlier, but um, there are uh, more than a handful of emails who come in from people who say that they became plant-based. They started taking care of their health because they heard an episode of the podcast. And that, Doug, is why we do it. I also think that's probably a big reason also why you wrote the Sprout book. Have you heard from people, you know, who have said, man, this book for me, that was just the transformative ticket. I mean, Chuck, if you think about there's 4 million books on Amazon, the Sprout book hit number 71 of all books on Amazon. And, you know, across my channels, like I was just focusing on going on podcasts and posting occasionally on Instagram. And then someone said, hey, you should really go on TikTok. And I'd never been on TikTok. I downloaded the app. I couldn't get my name. So I was like, oh, I'll be Sprout Wiz on TikTok. And now, you know, I have like 220,000 followers, but I've had more than 50 million views of my Sprout-based content on TikTok. And I do my best to respond to comments, to DMs, and help people along this journey. But it's just been surprising and delighting how the impact that this little uh, paperback book has had you know, on me and the readers. Oh man, that's so cool. That's so cool, man. I'm, I'm so thrilled for you. And my final question is just, it's a random curiosity one. Um, I'm wondering if somebody goes to the market and they see something like sprouted grain bread, and then they try to compare that to just a regular loaf of bread. When they get that sprouted grain bread, are they getting a little bit of a nutritional boost there? Or is there some marketing magic behind that as well? I would say that it's very real. The process of sprouting those um, the grains before they bake them in the bread remove some of the lectins and the phytic acid, the enzyme inhibitors, and they're more activated. So I do think that it's better. Specifically and scientifically, I don't know, and I tend not to eat, or I, I tend not to, I don't eat those products, so I can't tell you. I do, if you think about eating sprouted flax crackers versus baked flax crackers, no comparison, sprouted are better. And like the, the items that if they can be sprouted, the performance enhancement of them is general, as a general rule, better. To what degree it's marketing, I would have to look into a level of specificity to give you a real opinion. Uh, man, I, I love your honesty. Um, I'm, we got to leave it right there, Doug, but I would love to get you back on the show at some time. We'll talk uh, more recipes. I'd love to hear from you also about just eating a raw diet overall and uh, get some more of your backstory because talking to you, I can tell straight away that you are a fascinating individual, my friend. Well, Chuck, I, I mean, I am just your reflection and you are my hero, you know, to go from where you are at four, 420 pounds 
you know, to where you are today, you're probably what, 160? 140, 140. 140, yeah. yeah. So you are a rock star. Like, Thank you, brother. You know, it, it, it's really like to deal with food addiction is really, really hard because you don't have to have sex, right? The sex addiction, you don't have to have sex. You don't have to gamble. You don't have to drink. You don't have to shoot crack, right? Smoke crack, but you do have to eat. So every time you open your mouth, you are triggering an opportunity for a relapse. So your dedication, I just really, really want to acknowledge like what you did is incredible. And to the degree that you did it, and I think you're an inspiration and I'm grateful to have had this contact with you. And uh, I don't know if you're following me on, on Instagram, but send me a DM so I have your, your info and I'm happy to support you any way I can. And I think that if you're eating sprouts, you're going to get nutrient-dense food and you don't have to lose any more weight. Sounds like you're at a perfect weight of 140. The interesting thing is I'll look at you as like a wild animal in nature, right? And wild animals in nature, they're not underweight. They're not overweight. They're just eating for the nutritional needs that they have. And they're shifting, you know, their biology and their moods and their cravings to be aligned with them living their best life. And you are an example of that, Chuck. Thank you, man. Uh, that is one of the nicest things anybody has ever said to me. So um, thank you so much, man. Like, okay, well, that, don't cut it out of the show. Don't <laughs> leave it in the show. All right. You hear that, editors? Do not cut that part out. Good to know, man. All right. Here's the deal. On TikTok, at SproutWiz, Instagram, at Doug Evans. Um, and of course, we've got a link to the Sprout book in the episode notes as well. Uh, my friend, this has just been a delight. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Hey, my pleasure. And you can sign up for my little newsletter on thesproutbook.com if people are interested. There it is. And we've got a link to that down below as well. One-stop shop. Doug, you the man. Appreciate you, bud. Hey, thanks so much, Chuck. I appreciate you. The Sprout Book is a transformative blueprint to a plant-based way of eating that's low cost and accessible. Those are the words on the back jacket of the Sprout Book, and man, are they ever true. I mean, even the higher-priced Sprout Kits that I've seen on Amazon only cost about 20 bucks, and the most expensive that I've seen have only been about 34 I mean, that's really something there. So grab your copy of the Sprout Book. Grab Doug's book. The link to get it is in the episode notes, and while you're shopping around, pick up a growing kit. And in the words of Tears for Fears, Sprout, Sprout, let it all out. <laughs> oh man, I just can't help myself. Shout out Kurt Smith. Holy cow. But in all seriousness, the book, the Sprout book, has some phenomenal eats in there. Page 197, jot this one down. 197, mushroom lentil pate and pickled sprout wraps. Described as mushroom-forward flavor with pickled sprouts that add crunch bursts of tang. And then two pages earlier in the book, if you want to flip back, recipe for zucchini noodles and sprouts with ginger-lime almond dressing. Says here that this healthy take on pasta just got 20 times healthier and more delicious by adding sprouts to the mix. And the sauce doubles as a dip for vegetable sticks or can be tossed with another salad made from sturdy greens or, you guessed it, sprouts. And if you're a dip lover like I am a major time 
dip lover. Love me some dip. Page 188. Write this one down as well. How clever is this for a name? Kim Cheese Dip. <laughs> Kim Cheese Dip. All right, so I'm not the only one on the corny train today. Kim Cheese Dip, man. So funny name, but seriously tasty. Check this out. Daikon sprouts add a pungent radish bite to kimchi's fiery heat, and cashews provide a creamy base to this vegan cheese dip. And by the way, Doug says that if you have a sensitive palate, you can tone down that heat. You can tone it down by swapping in non-spicy sprouts like alfalfa or clover. So man, I love me some kimchi. I'm fired up for some sprouts and that can mean only one thing. And that is, it's just about sprout o'clock, my friends. All right, check your watches, sprout o'clock. <laughs> Coming up here on the next show, Dr. Neil Barnard will be back with us, and we're going to be talking about our big night in the Big Apple, the big exam room live and in person, our 15 million download celebration with Rip Esselstyn and Drs. Robert Osfeld and Michelle McMacken. They were there, plus so many incredible exam roomies literally coming, not just from around the city, but from around the country to join us around the country so cool to meet so many of you guys and to hang out so dr barnard and i we're going to be giving you the full recap of a truly unforgettable night and that's going to be next wednesday on the exam room live and in person on youtube anyway next wednesday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific youtube facebook or catch the replay right back here on the pod on thursday and speaking of live and in person Washington, D.C., the home of the Physicians Committee. Stay tuned because you are next for the big live and in-person event. And uh, we have not given away all the details yet, but uh, I hear November is quite nice. I hear November is quite nice. And what we have up our sleeve, if we have something up our sleeve, and we do, man, it's going to be a really epic night. It might be our best show yet. So we're going to be telling you all about what's on the horizon coming up. I'm telling you guys, save save a date in November. It's going to be before Thanksgiving. Complete details are coming. But man, what a night. What a night. I can't believe it. But holy cow. Holy cow. November, Washington, D.C. Exam Room Live and in person. But before that, of course, the Exam Room Live back here, YouTube, Facebook, or the replay right back here on the pod on Thursday. It's going to be epic. And if you have a question for the doctor's mailbag, something you'd like to ask Dr. Barnard, send it to me ahead of time. Why wait? Instagram, Facebook, threads, Twitter. I am at Chuck Carroll, WLC across the board. And lots of other great shows coming up too. We have so many great conversations coming up here on the exam room, including one with Dr. Andrew Freeman, who will be with us next week. He's giving us a sneak peek at his presentation at the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine. Going to be talking about the most fascinating nutrition research of the year so far. Everything that we have learned, so we've got research on coffee and the health benefits that it can provide, provided it's not a super expensive, really, really sugared up and fatted up latte from a coffee house or nuts, right? Nuts have fat in them, but they also have a 
ton of nutrient benefits. New research on that that we're going to be getting into, plus how many nuts should you actually be eating. We also have research on living longer and saving a ton of money on medical expenses. Literally a ton of money to the tune of billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. New research crunched the numbers on what would happen if people actually started to eat a healthy diet and the amount of money that collectively we would save. You almost can't comprehend, but Dr. Freeman's gonna help break it all down for us. He's gonna crunch those numbers so our heads don't have to hurt trying to count that high. He's done it for us. So that's going to be next week. And then Dr. Jim Loomis will be with us for the next exam room live following Dr. Barnard. He's going to be here on July 26th. And of course, you get the pod right back here on the 27th if you weren't able to join us live. So a ton of great information to look forward to. Everything you need to help keep that nutrition train rolling right on down the tracks. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Exam Room Podcast by the Physicians Committee on Spotify or given us a follow on Apple Podcast, please take a moment to do that and also leave a five-star rating and a nice review because that is how we continue to get this great information out to as many people as possible. I mean, listen, we talk about all the health benefits of these great foods and how we can all lower our risk of so many of these deadly but preventable diseases. Let's try to end the suffering. Let's get healthy together and let's help the people who don't yet know about like for today, the power of sprouts where they still believe because my mom had heart disease. My dad had heart disease. I'm going to have heart disease. It doesn't have to be that way. Plant a new family tree. Start it. The roots can begin with you. So let's get this information out to as many people as possible. And just by following and subscribing, leaving that five-star rating, man, that does a complete world of good. I cannot, cannot overstate that. So thank you to the close to 3,000 people who have already done that for us and really helped to make the world a healthier place. But for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to the Sprout Wiz, Doug Evans, for being here and raising our Sprout and our health IQs. And for everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based. Plant-based.